Hey guys, today on So What Else, we have Sabrina Rogue of Sabrina Rogue Interiors. She is a friend of mine. She's an interior designer. She's amazing. Her Instagram is amazing. Her website is amazing. So we decided to switch it up. You know, last week was super heavy. We decided to bring her on and just kind of switch it up a little bit, have a light, fun episode. Sabrina's so great. She gives us a ton of practical tips about decorating our homes. She talks about different areas of your homes, what to do if you have a couch that you hate. You know, she talks about real plants versus faux plants. She talks about bookcases and decorating for the holidays. I mean, good stores to go to when you're on a budget, like you name it. She has amazing tips. You're going to love it. If you live in in any kind of home, an apartment, a house, a basement, whatever. She has great tips for you and how to make your space beautiful wherever you live. And I think that's important to everyone. So that is today, Sabrina Vrogue. I also wanted to give you guys just a little bit of a heads up about what's coming after Sabrina. So the week after Sabrina, we have Carrie Baker coming on to share about um, walking through cancer with her two-year-old son. It's a really amazing story. Um, after that, we have Rochelle Miller sharing about when she was pregnant with her son, Jonathan, and they found out um, that the baby had some really significant, intense medical issues and concerns. Um, after that, we have Jen Jet Barrett coming on to talk about um, her experience walking through divorce and healing. And then we have Rachel Henry and Monica Zuniga um, both coming on to share about their experiences um, with sexual abuse. So we have a lot of stuff coming at you over the next few weeks. So uh, just wanted to let you know about that and stay tuned for Sabrina Rogue. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of So What Else. Today I have Sabrina Vrogue with me. She is the owner and lead designer of Sabrina Vrogue Interiors. Sabrina, thank you so much for coming on this episode. Hey Kate, thanks for having me. I'm so honored to be here. I'm so, so excited. It's, I mean, it's perfect that you were the owner and lead designer of Sabrina Rogue Interiors, because as I'm looking at you right now, you have like gorgeous greenery and this beautiful... <laughs> Thing hanging over your fireplace that I don't know what the word is, but just artwork of some set of some sort. Thank you. It's like a wall hanging. You could just say that. I love it. A wall hanging. I love it. I love it. I love it. You are amazing. Your taste is impeccable. You are, have the most beautiful stuff. And what I really, really love about your Instagram is that you feature your own home in a lot of your pictures that you post. Mm -hmm. but you live in like a very normal home. Like a lot of times, like you'll follow these Instagrammers that are designers or whatever. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's so gorgeous, whatever. But it's like, yeah, but they live on like a plantation in Georgia in like this like right. massive home with like 20 <laughs> acres. And you're like, great. Like that is not attainable to me whatsoever. Sure. I could follow them. Right. Pretty. But when I look right. at your stuff, it's like, this is gorgeous and I could do this in my house. Like you give ideas for small spaces, like your small powder room or whatever. Like you're like, mm -hmm. oh, my living room is not that big. It's like this. And like, this is how a couch is really good for this. Like, I love it. I love it. I think that it's like, yes, I think it's so attainable and it's gorgeous. Thank you. What's your Instagram handle? Sabrina. Okay. It's Sabrina Brogue, and it's like V as in Victor, R-O-E-G, as in girl, interiors. 
Love it. Okay, so we can get in the show notes, but everyone, you need to follow her. So Sabrina is going to be here for this bonus episode to tell us just some like design tips, all right? Mm -hmm. Which is like, we all need this in our lives. Who does not need this in their life? So first, (laughs) tell me about your house. Like when you and John bought it, like you bought it when you were like um, engaged or... Right. Yeah, we bought it right before we got married. So we moved in like two years ago when we got married. John moved in first, and then I moved in after we got married. And essentially, we went into it. It's a townhome, so we went into it knowing like this isn't going to be our forever home, but we still wanted it to feel pretty and like an extension of us and special. And obviously, I'm a designer, and I wanted it to be like an opportunity to just do something creative for myself because I wanted to appreciate it. So um, going into it, like we knew it wasn't going to be our forever home, but we still wanted to be intentional about what we decided to change in the house. And like right off the bat, we painted every single room because like the previous owner decided it would be fun to have every color of the rainbow in the house. And that's just (laughs) not my vibe. So (laughs) we had to like tone that down dramatically. And so like we went with like mostly white because that's like just an aesthetic I love. Like I love neutral interiors. I, I love, I have an appreciation for all kinds, but just for myself, I find it very pacifying and just like calming and I can be more yes. productive in a neutral environment. So that was essentially the direction I wanted to go in. And then when we decided to do like little renovations, we obviously didn't want to do anything that was going to be like over the top, mm-hmm. but I wanted to renovate, like, for example, our fireplace, it's like in the heart of our living room and it's the first thing people see when they walk in. So I wanted to feel like something I would design for someone else, like for a client, I, I wanted the same for myself. So we essentially like removed all the molding on the fireplace. We retiled it. We added like a, a slab of like a maple wood for a mantle. And I'm just so glad that we did because it just created such an impact in the room. Like it changed it for me and how I felt about it. And we also, like you mentioned our powder room, like we have a little powder room on our main floor that we use a lot. So I just wanted to completely start that from scratch. So we, we completely gutted the bathroom and, you know, just make it a place for us to enjoy, but also for guests when they come over too. So those were essentially the two biggest things we did. And then, you know, just thinking through the house, like we changed out all the light fixtures because I just feel like they're an important element when you're designing a room that you can express through the types of lights that you choose. So I wanted that to feel personal too. So that was essentially what we like hone in on with the entire space with all of the rooms. I love that because I, so first of all, I love that you're saying like, it's not our forever home, but I still wanted it to like be a place that makes me happy. I love that. Right. there's so many people that are listening that are like, whatever, like I just live in an apartment or like, this is our starter house or something like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. you can still make it really pretty without like Absolutely. busting down walls and, and ripping up all the floors. Like you can still make it really pretty and make it a place that you feel happy in. Exactly. I think that's so important. And like, I'm learning more about myself as I get older, just how I'm such a product of my environment. And, mm. you know, if my space feels like cluttered or it just doesn't, yes. because I value like beauty in, a, in your surroundings because of what I do, but it's just what I personally value. Like I want it to be an enjoyable place. But when I come home, I could take a deep breath and just like relax, to yes. extent, you know? So I definitely agree that like, just because a home is not where you're going to end up staying for the rest of your life doesn't mean you can't invest in little ways that make it feel special and like peaceful. I love that. I love that. All right. So let's get into it. So if you are designing either for yourself or for a client and Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, like I, 
I'm going to splurge on this piece. Like it's going to be a higher quality, you know, pricier item or whatever. Like what's mm-hmm. your go-to store for something like that? So I have a number of stores and it, it really depends on like what I'm looking for. If I'm looking for a furniture piece that's say more streamlined or modern, I will go to like West Elm, Crate and Barrel, Pottery Barn, sometimes mm-hmm. Restoration Hardware, depending on what I'm looking for, because they tend to have larger scale items. But those are like my main go-tos for more streamlined pieces. And then when I want something that's more unique or just has more character to it, I love, I don't know if you know Lulu in Georgia. That's a store that I I really love. Really pretty, like cute things. Again, you have to be like intentional about why you're going to stores, like what it is you're trying to pick out from them. Mm -hmm. But a store like Lulu in Georgia, CB2 has really interesting pieces. Anthropology, like depending on how you incorporate a furniture piece can be really like statement piece. Um, and McGee and Co. I really love that, uh, you know, they're, they're on the pricier side, but they have really beautiful pieces. Um, also like stores like Burke Decor and Meadow Blue have really beautiful lines that they carry. So those are my go-to for like, definitely like the pricier pieces. Okay. And so then what about if you're like budget friendly, like I still want something obviously that's not junk, but right. not looking to break the bank on this. Like what, what are your go-to? Right. I really do love Target. I have to say, like, I wouldn't necessarily jump to their furniture for clients all the time. But in the past, like, few years, just with, like, the Studio McGee line, Joanna yes. Gaines' line, they have stepped up their furniture game so much where sometimes you can't even tell, like, they're, they're say, like, an accent chair or, mm-hmm. like, an ottoman. They do such a good job with creating these, like, really visually interesting pieces that you'd want to incorporate in your home that I would actually, like, tell clients, like, these are really nice. Um, their accessories are also great. So I'll hit up target, target a lot for like their accessories mm-hmm. and some of their furniture pieces, depending on what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I also love, um, Zara home has really oh. nice. Accessories. Yeah. Zara home is like really nice. It's again, you have to like know what you're looking for to a certain extent, but they have really beautiful things. And H and M home has really nice. I didn't even uh, know there was H and M home. Yes, there is. It's amazing. It's really, they have really cute things. Like I'm like, wow, I'm really impressed. Like when I look on their website and they always have, they always are updating their inventory. Like it's always different. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on what you catch when you decide to go online. Um, I I do love home goods and home sense. Like I, I go there a lot. It can be a hit or miss if I'm like, if I have something in my mind that I'm thinking about finding that I can't find. Right. But I love those stores. And then World Market, I do love too. Oh, I love World Market. Honestly, it makes me so happy. And I'm sure every woman that's listening to this, that you said Target is good because like me as a non-designer, like I wonder (laughs) sometimes it's like I walk into Target and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this stuff. But sometimes I question myself, like, is this actually like junk? And I'm like one of the stupid people that's being fooled by Target. No, not at all. No, they're doing a, I'm like super impressed with how they've stepped it up. Like, not that it was bad per se, no, but like, no, but it's different. It's just, they have like trendier pieces that are just more relevant to what other uh, vendors are showing. So oh. that's why I'm like, oh, this is really cool. No, I agree. I mean, I love it. So, okay. Yeah. What is the best way for people to approach home design? So like, what do I mean by that? Like, let's say someone that's listening to this is pregnant and mm-hmm. they're like, I want to, I want to have a cute nursery. Like, I don't want to just like throw a crib in the room and call it a day. Like I want it to be cute. I want it to come together nice, but like they have no idea where to start. Like, what is your advice? Like, do you go on Pinterest and like pick out a picture and try and like mimic that or just like 
go into Target and like see what inspires you? Because I know you have like a six month old baby girl, right? She's six months. Right. Yeah, she is. Just went through this whole thing. Yes, I did. Yeah, I would say that aside from, you know, hiring a designer, (laughs) um, I would say that honestly, Pinterest is seriously a great starting point. And I would suggest anyone that's looking to like redecorate a whole room, start on Pinterest. It's your best friend. It's such a useful tool. I use it all the time. And I would say just like do a little research on aesthetics that you love. Mm -hmm. And when you land on something that you feel like is along the lines of what you want to carry out in your room, pick out like two to three pictures that you love and let that be like your blueprint for moving forward and how you're going to design. Mm -hmm. From there, I wouldn't suggest going into accessories right away, even though they can be a lot of fun to start with, like taking out little odds and ends for a nursery. Like, not that that's wrong, but if you want to have more of a clear direction, start with your foundational like furniture pieces. So like in the case of a nursery, you'd have your crib, your dresser slash changing table, a glider and an area rug. So even those pieces alone, they can be like, the foundation for, for building on what you'll do with the rest of the room. And not only is it to give a look and feel for the room with the types of furniture you pick, but also thinking about spatially, like how it flows, if it makes mm-hmm. sense for how you're going to utilize it, mm-hmm. you want to keep all of that in mind. And even with your pieces that you do decide to pick, like they will actually inform how you even adorn the walls because depending where you put the crib, you're going to maybe pick something, depending on the scale of the wall, you're going to pick something that works with where the crib is located and how big the wall is. Like keeping all those little details in mind is important for, for approaching design that way. That's good. All right. So I'm glad to hear you say like Pinterest is our friend. Like it's not, definitely. it is our friend. Pinterest is our friend. No, it's your friend. Okay. I love that. Yeah, no, it's such a, it's such a good inspirational tool. And it's a lot of it is, is accessible. I would say mm-hmm. like, if you look hard enough, you'll see like a lot of what's being put on Pinterest can be very accessible as well, even though there's more aspiring looks that you'll find. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. How do you, are you happy with how Aubrey's nursery came, nursery came out? I'm sure. Yes, I am. I mean, it took a while. It was like a, a lot of stages to the process. We're still like finishing it up because I changed things last minute. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, maybe I don't like this. I don't know. Sometimes like when it comes to my own house, I, I overthink. Oh, I'm sure. Even though I don't do that with clients, but like I overthink what I did just because, you know. Yeah. Well, cause it's your space. Yeah. Yeah. And also so. I feel like as a designer, I, I bet it's like, because you're constantly designing, I bet that it would be like, you would do a room in your house and then you would maybe like see something new because you're constantly having your eyes like in stores and in magazines and whatever. And then you're like, Ooh, I like this. Right. Too. Should I have exactly. done that? Like, <laughs> I know it's the nature of the beast. So I've heard you talk about on your Instagram, how like textures can really help a room look more beautiful. Like what does that mean? Texture. Yeah. So important. Yeah. I feel like texture is such a funny like buzzword that designers use because it's like, uh, if you just like add texture to the space, it's going to be like amazing. You know, like. And it's like someone like me is like, what does that mean? Exactly. Yes. Texture. (laughs) What? Yeah. Right. But ultimately, like if you're boiling it down, it's like this idea of mixing and matching different materials in the space, um, different tones of a color, say also, and also like the objects that you use to create this idea of like giving dimension to a room, giving character to a room, um, layering pieces. You want to create like a tactile environment when you walk in that you're with your hard and soft materials. And what I mean by that, like with your hard materials, like your furniture, what kind Mm -hmm. of furniture you're incorporating. If you want something 
more visually weighty in your room, say you incorporate like a wood hutch that's got like a heavier grain to it, is a deeper tone. You can offset that with an end table, say that's smoother and has like marble and metal. And right there is like an opportunity to like introduce this idea of texture, even through your, just your hard materials, because you're mixing and matching things to not necessarily be a straight match to one another, but to complement each other and coordinate well. Like this what I did there. I but, like. um, <laughs> but yeah, that's the idea there. And then like with your soft materials in your house, like your curtains, your upholstery, your pillows, the throws that you use, like look through your house and see like, are they all kind of a similar look to them or finish mm-hmm. or weave? Or is there ways I can get more creative? Maybe I can incorporate like a woven leather pillow with like a linen pillow mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe a, a like a shearling throw. These are just like very attainable ways to add textures to a space so that when you're looking, it's just a lot more visually interesting and it has this like tactile aspect to it as well. I really, that actually encourages me so much because Scott and I laugh all the time because like so much of our furniture was like things that other people were getting rid of or that like we found, Uh you know what I mean? And so (laughs) for a while we were like, yikes like does our house just look like a big like hodgepodge of junk and it's like not at all a little while when we first got married that was probably the truth but I feel like now we've been able to like still maintain a lot of those free pieces but like Mm -hmm. bring other things in to where it's like nothing is matchy you know what I mean but they complement each other you know exactly your house is beautiful Kate please Uh, thank you That's very nice. All right. So what are some small and cheap ways to freshen up a room? So like, let's say someone listening to this is like, yeah, but my couch is like junk. Like I hate my couch, Mm -hmm. but I can't afford a new couch right now. But I really am tired of my living room looking so drab. Like how could they just like freshen up their living room without making the leap into buying a new couch? Right. It's funny because I had a client that actually approached me with this exact same problem. She had purchased two sofas. Sometimes that happens to like, I have clients that will purchase things prior to hiring me and then they have regrets about what they bought. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, what do I, you know, she was like, I bought these sofas. I can't return them. What do I do so that it still feels updated Mm -hmm. and is cohesive with the rest of what we're working on? So I would say, depending on what you don't like about your sofa, whether it's like the silhouette or say you don't like the color, don't be afraid to like really layer the sofa with lots of throw pillows and throws. Um, Say that louder for the husbands listening. Throw pillows are a good thing. (laughs) I swear if I come home. They are a good thing. They really are. I love it. I swear if I come home with another throw pillow, Scott's going to throw me out of the house. Like literally he's like, what's with the throw pillows? I'm like, throw (laughs) pillows make a room, Scott. Get with the They really do. They really do. And like, they're such a good distraction for if you hate, say you just don't want people to, be focused on your sofa. You're just like, yeah. you just don't like it. Go, don't be afraid of using larger throw pillows and like mixing the sizes of them and the pattern because it's distracting your eye from what you don't want people to see. Also layering the throw blankets. Like mm-hmm. I would just slap a blanket on the middle, like back cushion of a sofa. So you're covering like the shape of it mm-hmm. in case you don't like it. In the case of my client, she had like a darker sofa and she wished it, it was lighter. Mm-hmm. So we ended up like sourcing a lot of more neutral, lighter pillow so that it just brightened up the look overall. Mm -hmm. And you weren't focused on the fact that it was like drastically different from the rest of the design in the the room, you know? I love that. I love that. 
So it's not a lost cause is what you're telling me. That no, if someone has not a at all. That they hate, it's not a lost cause. Not at all. No, Love there's it. definitely hope. Yay. All right. So talk <laughs> to me about holiday decorating. Like, are you the type of person that's like, oh, for every holiday, like I switch out this whole place. Like it's like top to bottom or are you more like less is more? Like how do you approach holiday decorating? Yeah. That's a really good question. I actually go back and forth about how I feel about it overall, like from season to season. So say you want to decorate for fall or like Halloween or Valentine's day. Like I'm not necessarily a fan of going hard for those kind of holidays. I like to, I'm definitely more in the, like the less is more category for those. Mm -hmm. If I do decide to implement something, it's a very like slight nod to like the season, not necessarily the holiday. Um, But when it comes to Christmas, all bets are off. I go super hard because it's Christmas. And you just need to, you just need some magic in your life. I know. Are you an early Christmas decorator? I've become. So I like, will tell John, I'm like, listen, um, you know, it's November, like first next week, let's get started. And he's like, seriously, but it's necessary because I want to experience the like Christmas feeling like way before Christmas starts. Like for me, it starts in November. Yes. And for some reason, as soon as January hits, like I need it out of the house. Yes. Are you like that too? Yes. Because I feel like honestly, not even necessarily January, honestly, by December 26th, I kind of yes. feel like, all right, well, it's over. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's over. just a reminder of what's behind us already. Like, you know yes, I mean? exactly. but it it's just like, like has no meaning. After that. Right. So, but if you wait till after Thanksgiving, you don't get to enjoy it for long enough. And then also not even that you don't get to enjoy it for long enough. That's a lot of friggin' work. Yeah. Calling that tree in, decorating it, putting out all your little Christmas tchotchke stuff, like the village, right. whatever the heck you do. And it's like, that's a yeah. lot of work if you're only going to have it up for two weeks or three weeks. Exactly. Yeah. And if you do like, you know, I definitely, and I feel like just as you live in a house, you're just going to accumulate more. I'm definitely going to accumulate more Christmas stuff as I get older. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it's going to take that much more time to set it up like every, every year. So I need to have that time to just like, digest it and like appreciate it. So 100%. it starts November. Absolutely. November one, <laughs> November one folks. That's it. Are yeah. you a real tree or a fake tree person? So I love real trees, but because I start so early and because Same. I'm in like a neat freak that way with the pine yes. needles, I need a fake tree. I know Hallmark is so anti fake tree, sure. but it's no, amazing. And I I'm exactly it. the same as you this year, Scott and I invested in our first like truly nice fake tree. Like prior to this, we had like a, a really junky one, like from Walmart that no, no shade to Walmart, but it was like junky. It was not full looking. It was obviously fake, like whatever we were dealing with it. But now that we have like a grown up house, I was like, we need a nice fake tree because I'm not dealing with the fake, with the real tree. Like absolutely not dying before Christmas, the pine needles everywhere. My no house way. bursting into flames, which I know is like not true, <laughs> but whatever. So I just wanted like a nice fake tree that I can count on every year to be there yeah. and look nice <laughs> and just call Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I just had that vision of like dragging out the real tree, like out of the house with the pine needles, like pine needles trailing behind it. And that's a no go for me. So oh, I love that tree. Yeah, I love gotta have that tree. Gotta have that tree. Uh, all right, talk to me about plants and florals. Like, so I'm seeing behind you right now tons of greenery. 
And I've been down this like huge journey of greenery in my own house. So like, are you a, like in the camp of real plants or are you like, no, fake plants can be your friend. They can work. Are you like, no, they always look like junk. Don't do it. Yeah. I definitely love real plants over fake. I don't like to recommend fake plants unless they look like absolutely amazing and are, they're usually the more expensive fake plants. That you, it's an investment. I think if you really want to go with a fake plant, but for me, there's something about having live greenery. And I'm not saying I have a green thumb by any means, trust mm-hmm. me, because like we struggle. But just having the real, real aspect of plants, like in your home, breathes life into a room for me. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like you can never go wrong with having a real plant. And if it dies, I get another one at Home Depot. You're right. Like, it's not like it's that expensive. No. And also, right. Honestly, like I have now had my snake plant that I've talked about on this podcast several times. I've now (laughs) had it for a year. I have not killed it. It is thriving. And I am the worst plant mother ever. And I have kept this thing alive with very minimal effort. Yeah. Snake plants are a great, a great like starting plant just to feel like confident about taking care of a plant. Mm -hmm. Because again, I'm not. I don't have a green thumb. It's not like I like to garden in my free time, but I, I, I try to like do a little research when I buy a plant, like ask questions about it. I don't know, just so that I feel more confident about taking care of it. But we've gone through our number of plants in this house. You know, we've had trial and error. So. All right. I love that. Cause like, honestly, even if someone ever comes over and brings flowers, like even if I just have like a fresh vase of flowers in my kitchen for a week, it puts me in a good mood. Like it really does. Like it's right. just like really a happy thing. Absolutely. And I've actually been getting into like uh, in the past like year, I like discovered for some reason for the first time, like dried florals, which are real flowers oh. just dried. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Cause I love real flowers too, but like, I don't want to spend money on them every week to feel happy, even though I will sometimes, but mm-hmm. like dried florals are so great because I, they're still real. Mm-hmm. They can be really beautiful and they still add like a botanical element that you want to incorporate in the house and you don't have to get rid of them because you know, they'll, they have a really great shelf life. So I've incorporated a lot of that. No, I buy them. You you buy them already dried. Um, a floral is a really good company that has like so many, I actually talk about it on my Instagram page. Like not because I'm trying to like, just because I genuinely love their, their florals. Like they have a, so many options for like dried flowers that you can make it to arrangements. And it's just a really good option if you don't want to buy real flowers, but you don't want to get fake flowers either, which I don't love fake flowers. So. Oh, I love that. That's a very good yeah. tip. That's a solution. Yeah. I love that. All right. How, oh, do you have tips for styling like a dresser or like a console? Like I personally really struggle with that. Like I have like Mm -hmm. a large dresser in my room that I would say for a year, I kept putting different stuff on and moving it off and putting different. And I was like, what I'm, I don't know what I'm doing wrong here, but this isn't working. Right. Yeah. I would say that when you're looking at like the surface area of say like your dresser, try to break it down into like two to three sections or groupings that you're going to incorporate accessories from there. Think about how, like with whatever pieces you want to incorporate, think about differentiating the height of those pieces so that you have highs and lows. So it's visually interesting. You don't want anything to fall on the same height line because it it just doesn't look, it just looks awkward. It doesn't look well done. And then think about this idea of texture, going back to this idea of texture again, like with the materials that you incorporate that you're mixing different kinds of materials so that it's, 
you know, intriguing to the eye and also the types of objects you're using. So say in one section of the, I'm calling them sections or groupings, but like one section of the uh, dresser, you have like a, a pair of vases that are ceramic or something, and maybe they're taller. Maybe in the middle section, you'll do like a stack of coffee table books because those are one different materials and also different types of objects. And wow. maybe put on top of the, you know, put on top of the stack coffee table books, like a decorative bowl or a box. And then on the third section, you could have like a table lamp. So it's like three, there's uh-huh. three totally different types of um, accessories that you're incorporating, but they all can still tell a story together and work well together. Um, yeah. I so it's like, that's like that. a standard approach. Yeah. I'm literally picturing my dresser right now and realizing I think everything's the same height. So I'm literally going to go and like stack more <laughs> books. Are you like a spine out or pages out person with books? With coffee table books, definitely spine out. Like okay. you want to show what, but that is a great hack. And I, I see on what I'm looking at, like for your shelving that you yes. have the pages out, which is a great hack. Like say you have like a pretty book, like it looks like maybe a little antique or it has like the pages look a little worn. That could yeah. be really pretty to showcase if you turn the book so you don't see the spine okay, and you yeah. just see the pages because it's also like a neutral look to your book that you can incorporate yes. with accessorizing. So that is definitely a great hack for like utilizing books that you already have to do the yes. page Next time you come over though, like legit, I need you to talk about, talk to me about my bookshelves down here because Scott and I have had so many nights where we're like, we need to style these shelves better. And like, we're just, <laughs> we're at a loss. So I'm oh, sure I will help me out. So Absolutely. how do you help clients figure out their aesthetic? Like my mom will drop terms like my house is whatever the heck, some design term. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, you know, like when people are like <laughs> century modern, rustic farmhouse, like both. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I like things that like look pretty, which, which aesthetic is that? Like, I don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't get too caught up in like trying to label what people like. So basically what I'll do is when I'm working with a client, a lot of times they'll just feel overwhelmed because they're like, I, I want it to look pretty, but I don't know how. And I'm just like so frustrated or they'll try to tackle it themselves and they're just fed up and they're like, you do it. I can't take it anymore. Um, but what I like to do is I'll send like a questionnaire over with like very general questions just to get them to think a little bit more like from 30,000 feet looking down about what they want. Mm-hmm. And it'll be like, you know, how are you going to use the space? It'll ask like what your likes and dislikes about patterns, colors, things like that. But then one of the crucial aspects of the questionnaire is I really ask that they provide like going back to like Pinterest, mm-hmm. like whether it's Pinterest or Googling images, like finding three to four inspirational pictures that you love. And then we'll kind of comb through why they love it mm-hmm. together. So I'll ask them questions like, okay, what about this room attracted you? Like, is it the light fixture? Is it overall just the feel of it? And from there, I can kind of gather what direction they're going in. Like mm-hmm. I've had a, I had like one client who sent me a picture of like a really streamlined pottery barn and magazine cut out. And then also like a really whimsical, eclectic anthropology room, you know? Right. So it was like, she wasn't even sure, but from our conversation talking and just breaking down the pictures that she sent, I was able to like extract a look and from there work on a design for her that we would like review together. Mm, it's not really about I don't like to label it per se I just like to go based off of like your likes dislikes and 
what it's sometimes what you can't say. It's just in like showing images for me that yes. is helpful. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. I love that. All right. So on that note, cause you're talking about, you send clients a questionnaire, blah, blah, blah. So if somebody is listening to this and they're like, I need this chick, like I need her in the worst way. And if they want to work with you, obviously like the low hanging fruit is like, follow her Instagram and get tips, whatever. But if someone <laughs> is like, I want to work with her, what mm-hmm. do you offer? Like, how do you work with people? Is it virtual? Is it in person? Like, what do you do? Yeah. Um, well, if you go to www.sabrinavrogue.com, shameless plug, um, you could actually see, I have a page that literally breaks down services. So, because I feel like a lot of times people feel like design is unattainable or it's just like for people with massive budgets, but really it's, I think in the past few years, like it's become definitely more mainstream, especially with Instagram, people want to achieve a certain look. So I try to make myself flexible and position myself in such a way where I can really pick off wherever, pick up wherever you left off. So if you want a full redesign or renovation, I do that. I can offer those services, but say you just are like, Hey, I don't know how to pick out a paint color. I don't know how to accessorize. It's really overwhelming. Can you just do it for me? I do that. I can really help with any need that you might have where you feel like there's a hole in like finishing a room. Um, So it, 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 it can literally be whatever someone wants. So it could be a massive, like, I need you to design and do my entire house. It could literally be like, can you help me finish off this one room? Like as high as you want to go, as, as low as you want to go. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you want to do custom elements, like custom built-ins are really big. Like I can design those. Um, I'll do drawings for you so you can kind of see what it's going to look like. Uh, floor plans are definitely in the mix. So you can see spatially how everything's going to work together well to flow. And then furniture boards are provided so that you can get like an overall feel of all the pieces together with accessories. Um, so it's, again, it's just like what you want, how you want to utilize time with me basically to, to finish something. I love that. I love that. And so I know that you also on your Instagram account, you do a ton of giveaways and stuff like that. Tell us about that. What are types of things that we can look forward to if we follow you on Instagram? Yeah. Well, yeah, I do some giveaways. I can't do them all the time. Otherwise I'll be broke, (laughs) but, (laughs) but I am hoping to incorporate, like really when I started my account, which was like, kind of recent. I wanted it to be a place where it's like a platform for people to feel inspired to like make their home more beautiful and more something they love. And also to educate people, like give them bite-sized tips for designing. So it's not like this overwhelming task, but it could be attainable because design is attainable. And I, I do believe that it's just like putting some of the work in. So I'm looking to actually create more video content that will showcase like more tips that are just like something people can really digest. That's not super overwhelming. Yeah, That's yeah. not going to make you feel like scared to try something on your own, but definitely incorporating more video. And I'm actually, because I showcase my home, I'm working on different areas, like trying to finish up different areas that I'm going to shoot and show probably in the fall mm-hmm. um, of different other, you know, little spaces. Cause again, I have a townhome. It's not like massive, but there's always opportunities in different little corners of a room to like make it more pretty. So. You love that. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. All right. And so last question, what's your favorite space in your house right now? Well, I go between our living room because that's where we like lounge. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge lounger and our bedroom because I love the way the natural light hits the room. Mm-hmm. So it's like very peaceful, which is really important for me. So I'd say 
primarily the living room for me is like my favorite. I love that. I love it. Yeah. So guys, listen, the show notes for this episode are going to be legit. So go to the show notes. You can find Sabrina's Instagram, her website will list out for you the names of all the stores that she listed for like, this is good for pricier items. This is good for like cheaper items. Like, so that if you were listening to this while you were driving, you know, all of that information will be there for you in the show notes with links and it'll be amazing. Sabrina, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. This was fun. This is amazing. All right. And I will hope to have you back. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CaitlinElliott.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, if you want to toss us a five-star rating, I would love you forever. Check us out next week for another new episode. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at so.what.else. Editing and all that stuff by Matt Carpenter with Parable Productions. Parable Productions.